hey, hey. It's your favorite girls talking your favorite sports back on a Tuesday. And what an exciting week we had in sports. We are so excited to talk to you about all the great things that happened in the NFL playoffs this weekend. The stellar national championship game we saw last night. And of course, we got to slide some stuff in there about our favorite sport, the NBA. Let's oh, I thought you were going to say tennis. Tennis? Oh, we're going to talk a little bit about tennis too, but only a little bit because the Australian Open is so close. I know. Anyway, we're back. And as the kids would say, it's lit. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I'm not. I tell you every week, I'm not saying it. I'm not. You're not going to get me to say it. Um, hey, guys. <sighs> I'm going to. We're going to have make Kalea say lit again <laughs> campaign. Wow. Wow. How you doing over there? Kalea has on a turtleneck, and the turtleneck is kind of lit. I just want to let you I got know. my Steve Jobs on today. <laughs> I was feeling a little turtlenecky this week. I wore a turtle, hey. an olive green turtleneck yesterday. You know, oh, so, I love the earth tone colors. You know, the young professional out here. You got a style and profile. I understand it. I love it. Should we get started? We got a lot to cover. Let's just jump right on in. So, let's start with what in the sports. So like Chanel said, um, we are going to recap the NFL and the greatness that we saw this weekend. So let's get started with the AFC, the Houston Texans and uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. So Chanel, the Texans, your little brother, Deshaun Watson. My God, I love to see it for about one quarter. Started off. (laughs) on fire in that first quarter they put up 24 points on the chiefs 24 unanswered points it was beautiful and then in the second quarter we (laughs) watched the chiefs come back they scored a touchdown on seven straight offensive drives and the texans only put up one more touchdown and ultimately, the Chiefs won 51 to 31. Jesus. Deshaun Watson was 31 for 52. He had 388 passing yards and two touchdowns. I know. 388, and you lose 51 to 31. It's wild. Oh. Oh. And then to stay on Sunday, uh, we flip over to the NFC where we saw the Seattle Seahawks and the Green Bay Packers. Um, the Seahawks were trailing. At halftime, 21-3, to three, uh, they held Green Bay to one touchdown in the second half and cut the score to 28-23. and 23. Russell Wilson, we thought he was going to be the Russell Wilson that we normally see. And he had a chance to lead a game-winning drive, but he was sacked on third and five. And that was the last time they got the ball. Russell Wilson finished 21 for 31. He had 277 passing yards and one touchdown, and he led his team in rushing yards with 64. Chanel, which quarterback do you feel was worse? And, and, hold on, hold on. There's two parts, sorry. And which one is most likely to make the Super Bowl in the next three years? 
So I think, first of all, I think both quarterbacks were actually really good. I feel really, really bad for Russell Wilson. Because if you watch this game, Russell Wilson was literally carrying this offense. Like, they could not move the ball. And, I mean, Green Bay's defense is good, but it's not like it's not like people can't move the ball in this defense. And you saw it because once they actually started moving the ball in the second half, like, they looked unstoppable, right? It's just that in that first half, it just looked like nothing can happen. And then Russell Wilson literally – to me, him and Deshaun Watson are so similar because they make these like magical twists and turns out of the pocket, out of sacks to make a play that's something out of nothing that just shouldn't happen. And I saw Russell Wilson do that. He led his team in passing yards, of course, because he's the quarterback. But then for a team that has an identity for running the ball, I don't know if you realize how much, <clears throat> how much the coach here likes to pass the ball off and run and establish the running game and then start doing play actions and passing for them to have that identity and have no running in these last couple games. I feel so bad for Russell Wilson because I'm like, what else do you want him to do? I feel bad for Deshaun Watson for another reason, because Bill O'Brien made some questionable decisions in, in moments where he shouldn't have. But at the end of the day, Everybody knew the Chiefs weren't just going to put up a goose egg at home being one of the best offenses in the NFL. Everybody knew the Chiefs were about to come back. Like, I remember being on Twitter during this game and somebody was like, this game has 28 to 3 vibes. Like, when when the Patriots came back from 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl, it was almost like, oh yeah, inevitable, right? Like, no way Bill Belichick and Tom Brady get blown out in the Super Bowl by anybody, right? That's how this game felt. Like, yeah, they were up 24-0, but so many mistakes were made by Kansas City that you just felt like weren't going to be made the entire game. And Patrick Mahomes is just too good. So, like, the game was taken from them, plus the coach made questionable decisions. In Russell Wilson's case, it was like, I mean, can I get a Deshaun Hopkins to, like, catch a ball? Not Deshaun Hopkins. I'm sorry. Um, DeAndre Hopkins to catch a ball? It's okay. Their names are way too close. They're super close. <laughs> Can I just get something like else? Like DK Metcalf, like he's been showing up all season, but them losing Josh Gordon because he can't stay off the weed is the biggest thing that has happened to this offense. And we saw how badly they needed another offensive weapon out there of that caliber because they were two or three plays away at times from just taking this game and sending Green Bay back home and in Lambeau. So I don't know. I feel really bad for Russell Wilson, mostly because he's been ever since, you know, that defense has um, dissembled with Richard Sermon and the Legions of Boom. They had to reestablish their defense one and then Marshawn Lynch left and then they had to reestablish their offense. Russell Wilson got paid. But Russell Wilson earned his money because he literally has been carrying this team ever since that part went down. And he has a more talented team now, and they did better this year, but they still need more if he's going to get back to the Super Bowl 
and be able to be in a position to win one. So you think Russell gets to a Super Bowl before Deshaun? If if Bill O'Brien is Deshaun Watson's coach, which I mean he completely defended him in that press conference, sounds like will happen. I am more trusting of Russell Wilson's situation than Deshaun Watson's situation. So I'm gonna say Russell Wilson is more likely to get to the Super Bowl in the next three years than Deshaun Watson. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, I feel bad for Deshaun Watson. Um, Russell Wilson, this stuff always happens to him. It's like he's right there, and then just something crazy happens, or his team, his <laughs> offensive line doesn't show up for him, and he loses. Like, I – I'm not surprised. I honestly thought Green Bay was going to beat them by more just because I don't trust Lockett and DK Metcalf as a rookie. I just right. don't think right. that Russell has anybody um, to throw to. And, yes, Marshawn Lynch is great, but Marshawn Lynch hasn't shown us that he was the Marshawn Lynch that we all knew. So, Beast mode. Yeah, he was not really – he was like half mode. Uh, <laughs> like, he, hey, hey. These young players got to take care of their chicken. chicken. They got to take care of their mental. <laughs> and they money. They money. African. That's what he said. <laughs> um, that was hilarious, by the way. I, I freaking love him but so much. Deshaun Watson, I agree with you. If Bill O'Brien is still his coach, which here we go again, the Belichick tree. If If Bill O'Brien is still the coach, Deshaun Watson is not going to be who we think he could be. He's never going to be Patrick Mahomes because he doesn't have an Andy Reid who believes in him or or gets him weapons that can mm-hmm. score points as another team is scoring points. Um, mm-hmm. I would say that the Texans showed that they had a much better defense than the Chiefs, mm-hmm. but they couldn't put up any points. People couldn't, couldn't – um, make passes or catch passes. Deshaun was just in the pocket. That's the thing. He was in the mm-hmm. pocket. He had so much time. Mm-hmm. I was rooting for the Chiefs in this game, um, which was my pick last week, and I was just like, sack him. Like, you guys are giving him so much time. So I feel mm-hmm. I feel bad for Deshaun because I don't see him going to another team and winning. I, I think he stays with the Texans for his entire career, and Bill O'Brien is also there, and they make it to this point every single year, and they just they just can't do it. I mean, the progress was made because, I mean, they won a playoff game this year. That was Deshaun Watson's first win in a playoff game. Listen, Deshaun Watson is so good that he bailed Bill O'Brien out, right? The Houston Texans should have never beat the Buffalo Bills. Right, yeah. it just shouldn't have happened. The defense was too good. Yeah, like the Buffalo Bills literally shut everything down. Where it was to the point where, like, okay, they people are calling DeAndre Hopkins now the best wide receiver in the league. He had zero yards in that first half against Buffalo. That's how good of a defensive scheme Buffalo put together. Until it didn't matter anymore. Until like you could send the house against Deshaun Watson, and he was like, "I'm gonna avoid this sack, avoid this sack, and I'm gonna find a wide receiver somewhere." Like. He literally bailed Bill O'Brien out. He couldn't bail Bill O'Brien out this time. 
there were a couple times. I mean, the time I was picking, thinking of specifically is when they were at fourth and one and inches and, yeah. and they were up 21 0 yeah and and the chiefs were looking for something they were looking for anything like oh my god a turnover give me a turnover give me a stop something to stop the bleeding from this and then what does bill o'brien do oh no i'm gonna take a timeout for no freaking reason at all and then also not go for it i'm just gonna kick the field, field goal. goal yeah yeah so you you then like go up 24-0, which is still a good score for you to be up that much. But it's and, not 28, which is more daunting. Exactly. Exactly. You don't the best the best thing that players say all the time is you don't go into somebody else's house in a playoff game and kick field, field goals. goals in the yep. It just doesn't happen. Like you have to score touchdowns. And even Deshaun Watson on that play, he's like wheeling it. He's like, no, let's go. Let's let's get this done. And Bill O'Brien shuts it down. And then he goes for it. <laughs> On fourth and five? Fourth and four? Fourth and four. And then you give Kansas City yet another short field because you just gave up like 50 yards on a return play. You don't give Patrick Mahomes a short field. That's the number one rule of a dynamic quarterback like that. Like, you're just going to put him at the 30-yard line. Like, it's over. <laughs> it's going to be six. Like, it's just, it's not going to work out for you. Chanel, why were you, why were you even kicking it to the Pro Bowl um, field goal? I mean, the the kick returner. Yeah. Why are you kicking it to yeah. him? Kick it into the stands. Kick it out of bounds. I don't care. Like you, you kick it somewhere else. You're just kicking it directly to this man every single time. Like, or to Tyreek Hill. Like, don't kick it to him either. We've seen him come from the exactly. other side of the field to catch up to right. the person who's about to score a touchdown. This man is fast. Why are you kicking right. it directly to him? And that's the thing about the Belichick tree where I'm like, I don't know. Are you sure that you were over there? Because these are decisions. He just wouldn't have made. But um, I just think Deshaun Watson, yes, I feel bad for him. But there were opportunities for them in that game. The Texans' defense, after a while, it was just like nothing they can do about what was the onslaught that was happening to them with the Kansas City offense. Um, but I think, yeah, I mean, Deshaun Watson is, is, great, is a great player. I want to see him with the Jim Harbaugh, I mean, a, a John Harbaugh, right? I want to see him with a great coach that legitimately does offensive schemes to his talent. And I want to see him with the line. You're right. His line showed up in this game, Kansas City. It did, but yeah. most of the time, he's running for his life. Yeah. So I want to see them with a more consistent line. Um, and some space out there and a running and a consistent running game to see how complete this team could really be. You know, Chanel, when I was watching that uh, Chiefs game, Patrick Mahomes reminded me of Tom Brady and specifically him throwing to Gronk. Travis Kelsey mm -hmm. is yes. the best tight end yeah. right now. Yeah, it was annoying to watch. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be really, really honest with you because he was so hyped every time he caught the ball. And I was like, oh, my God. But that's it. Gronk. That is he, I know that's it. That's why it was annoying, because he reminded me of Gronk like. But he's a more swag Gronk like 
This man is from oh, Cleveland Heights. Oh, Cleveland Heights, you know. Just saying, just throwing that out there. Nobody cares. Travis Kelsey, yes, deserves a lot of props for what he did in that game. But yes, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are the new Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. I don't deny that whatsoever. And then, yeah, they've just got this massive offensive weapon in Tyreek Hill that can. I mean, Sammy Watkins even showed up, which was nice. Um, yeah. That they have several threats on that team. I would be worried. Yeah. And I mean, the reason it's all mag those are all threats, and then it's all magnified because of Patrick Mahomes. Like, you don't of, know what he's what, gonna do. You you literally you can't stop him. Like, I'm glad he's healthy because when we saw him compromised on that ankle, it's really not showing you how good he really is. Like, he can pass in the pocket accurately no problem but when he's mobile and comfortable that guy could do anything and he's going to be exciting to watch in this league over the next several years so let's move on to another exciting player who kind of disappointed last week but <sighs> Saturday we watched the Titans play the Ravens or stomp on the Ravens I don't know um, they shocked the world by beating the 14 and two Baltimore Ravens, 28 to 12, only allowing one touchdown. Lamar Jackson was 31 for 59. He had 365 passing yards, one touchdown and two interceptions. Ryan Tannehill, who I never thought I would be talking about. In an AFC championship in either. A, yeah. He only had... <laughs> 88 passing yards. And Derrick Henry had 30 carries for 195 rushing yards and a passing touchdown. Mm-mm-mm. Now, we flip over to the NFC. Uh, and San Francisco maintained consistent control of the game. Um, they played the Vikings, who should not have been there. I mean, they they weren't really there. Let's be honest. Oh, you you and you and Michael Thomas. Michael <laughs> hey, Thomas was, hey. Was, Michael Thomas was tweeting all through that game. My goodness. So I'm the <laughs> the Forty Nine ers had three hundred eight yards of total offense to the Vikings one hundred forty seven. The Forty Nine ers won twenty seven to ten. Chanel. <laughs> Who was more impressive, the 49ers or the Titans? <sighs> That's a good question. Um, I <sighs> I don't <laughs> Listen, okay. It is extremely impressive that this Tennessee Titans team is in an AFC championship and they beat arguably the best, I mean, the best team in the NFL this year at home when everybody was anticipating that they would, you know, lose. But this San Francisco team showed me something. Let's think about what these stats really mean. The 49ers had 308 yards total on offense. We just we just spilled, spewed off, you know, Deshaun Watson's numbers, Russell Wilson's numbers, they had to produce 
you know, 300 passing yards individually, right? On top of having rushing yards to lose. San Francisco (laughs) did 308 total offense yards to win by three scores. I'm impressed with that because it shows me just how good of a defensive team and how much that identity means to this team. And they are locked in. They have a massive, massive chip on their shoulder. Like, they are so upset that they've been disrespected all season. They've been told they're imposters, that their record is fake good, that Jimmy G's a game manager, which he is, because you only had to put up, what, 170 yards to get to an a, a, a NFC championship? Come on. Like, you're just at this point tasked with not turning the ball over. And you're like 24, you're what, 25 years old? Like, come on, man. Like, you're an extreme game manager. Um, but it's mind-blowing to me how good this 49ers defense is. And the Vikings offense is actually really good, right? Like, they can put up points. When Kirk Cousins is going, we saw it against against the Saints. They went toe-to-toe with the Saints and putting up points back and forth. Like, when called, they can put up points, but they couldn't against the San Francisco defense. That's how locked in with they are. They were. The Vikings scored 10 points. That was at halftime, right? After halftime, there was nothing happening. Like, they shut everything down. Adjustments were made, and they didn't even get anything else on the board. Um that's how impressed I am with this team, top to bottom. They have a running game. They had just as many, um, they had almost just as many rushing yards as they did passing yards. And then this defense completely shut this team down. Um, so I'm just impressed with them overall as a team. And I think they're the best complete team left in in the NFL playoffs. Um, and I think Jimmy G may, may get, three Super Bowl rings. I mean, he got two with the Patriots and he may get another one. He's not going to get a Super Bowl MVP so we can shut down all those comparisons to right Tom Brady. But this he has a hell of a team behind him and I was really impressed with them. I was impressed with the Titans more than the 49ers. The 49ers did what we thought that they could do. You haven't shown me anything yet. Um, that's how I personally feel. The Titans, on the other hand, this team was a mess um, at the beginning of this season. And pretty much like midway through the season, nobody was talking about the Titans because Marcus Mariota was not being who we thought he was. They brought in Ryan Tannehill. And this team, was like, Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, Tannehill yeah, <laughs> didn't know he was still playing football. I didn't either. So, a backup quarterback coming in, Derrick Henry being Derrick Henry that we saw at Alabama, this defense shutting down Lamar Jackson, I was more impressed with this team who is number six that nobody besides people in Tennessee cared about. I'm more impressed by that than I am the 49ers knocking off a routine Vikings team. Wow, routine, the shade. Are you still a little bitter about them beating the Saints? You, Michael yeah. Tom, are you are you twi- you got some Twitter fingers over there? No, you know, you know I don't have any Twitter fingers. <laughs> but no, I mean, 
I don't think – I'm going to be really honest with you. I don't think the Saints could have beat this 49ers team. I just think that they are mm-hmm. too determined to make it to the Super Bowl. So I don't think I anybody's going to beat them. Um, I, I think the 49ers are going to be in the Super Bowl. But I think that the Saints could have put up more points. I think the game could have been closer. I think they could have given them a run for their money, and mm. we would have had a more entertaining game, one closer to the Chiefs game than what we saw because it felt like the forty nine the Vikings just gave up in the third quarter. They knew halfway through, mm. we're not going to beat this team. Nick Bosa is right. killing Kirk Cousins every time My he God. he comes. He, he gets close to him. Richard Sherman, yeah. Kirk Cousins does, doesn't even want to throw over there. So Nobody how are we going to win this game? So it wasn't yeah. really a game to me. It was the 49ers going through practice, which mm. for the 49ers, great. I can't wait to see you play the Green Bay Packers. Like, I, I just can't. So, the Titans, they yeah, were the I more mean, impressive team because of what everybody said about the Ravens and about what we thought Lamar Jackson could do. No, that is fair because, you know, I thought Lamar Jackson, we would see a, a dope, you know, version of, a preview maybe of what, everybody wants to see in the Super Bowl eventually, like dynamite, high-profile players just showing their athleticism and their talent. I agree. Um, so how, how far do you think each of these teams could go, the Titans and San Francisco? I think the Titans lose um, to the Chiefs, and I think the 49ers go to the Super Bowl um, and win. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, she picked the Super Bowl champ. <laughs> what, what do you think? <laughs> um, listen, I don't know. I've picked against the Titans every round, and I've been wrong. So I'm inclined to pick the Titans. Um, and then, like I said, the 49ers just showed me they're the most complete team. So I've, I've, I'm picking them to beat Green Bay as well. Okay. Um, yeah. So, Chanel. Front runner. If anybody else got to say something different about that, then come see me. I'm right here in B-more outside the bank. If you got an issue with that, come see me. I'm about that. Big trust. Woo woo. Lamar Jackson in the flesh. Yes, sir. Big trust. I'm with you. I'm with you. So, Chanel. Big trust. How disappointed are you in Big Trust? Oh, big trust. You know what? If you would have asked me this before I looked into his numbers, mm-hmm. I would have been like, man, that was trash. He put up nothing. Mm-hmm. Just like last year, you know, all those wipers. But it's not really. I mean, Lamar Jackson had to throw the ball 59 times. He had to throw the ball 59 times. And he, he got 365 yards out of it, one touchdown, two interceptions, and he fumbled the ball. Now, what am I disappointed about in Lamar Jackson? The turnovers. Like, this is the Super Bowl. I mean, this isn't the Super Bowl. This is the playoffs. Last time we saw you in the playoffs, you know, we couldn't hold that against you. It's your first playoff game. You were, what, 21 years old. Um, had just started playing, by the way. Had just started playing. You had got your team to the playoffs. And by the way, Baltimore booed him. 
Like, they didn't want Harbaugh to put him back in that game in that last year in that first playoff game. So this year, you lead your team, you're, you're going to be the MVP, 14-2, and two, and then you get the first round by, and then boom. What is Lamar Jackson going to do? Everybody's waiting. And, I mean, on paper, it didn't look that bad. He still had over 500, like, total yards because he still had, like, over 100 rushing yards. Like, he still did everything for this team that he was supposed to do except protect the football, right? Like, that is the 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 reason why the quarterback position is the most important position on, in football is because they have to protect the football. Um, and he didn't do it. And that was why they lost. Um, but then also some of his receivers didn't show up, right? Yep. Like I yep. saw some big time drops yep. out there. Like I was like, oh, you could have caught it, but you didn't. Oh, you got to help a guy out. Like, they look like the Eagles out there. My God, dropping babies. Oh, man. It was, it was bad to see at times. So I think I'm overall disappointed in the Ravens. Here's another reason why I'm disappointed in the Ravens, especially the defense. What did they say when they said, like, how worried about you are of Derrick Henry and what you saw him do against the Patriots? And they were like, oh, it looked like they just weren't interested in tackling him. So I, I think it's going to go a little differently this way. Well, guess what? He had more yards on the carry than he against you than he had against the Patriots. And so. y'all let him score a passing touchdown. Right. Like, all things considered, the Patriots – held them to 14 points. It was 14 to 13 until Tom Brady threw that desperation pick six, right, to try to extend the game. Yeah. So, yeah, this could look – you gave up 28 points against this, and you're talking about they weren't interested in tackling. Like, Derrick Henry went off against them, and if Tom Brady had some more offensive weapons, you – we this could be a completely different story for Tennessee. So – I was just overall disappointed in them. They talk so big. Like, you hear the big trust all year. You hear all these things about Lamar. You hear Lamar saying, telling people, you know, but I'm just a running back. Like, they talk so big all year. So many expectations on them going into this game. And to me, they, they all laid a big old goose egg in addition to Lamar Jackson making mistakes. But Lamar Jackson didn't choke, if you ask me. I saw Lamar Jackson given everything he had, even when that game was clearly over, he was trying to run the ball. He was trying to juke people. He was trying to make passes. He was trying to make something out of nothing, but his players didn't give him enough in addition to him making mistakes. It was just all bad out there for the Ravens, but I'm not disappointed in Lamar Jackson. Hmm. That's a shocking take from you. Um, I thought you were going to be disappointed like I am. So mm. I, when it comes to the quarterback and I only compare L Lamar to these two people because that's the level that he's in, honestly. But watching mm. Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson play against each other, knowing that they were playing a great team, um, I just felt like Lamar didn't lead them well. I, after mm. Lamar would make a turnover or something on the field would happen and, you know, now they're punting to, to Tennessee, I visibly saw Lamar's body language change. As the leader, which the quarterback is, you can't say that right. they're not. 
as the leader of the team, you cannot allow your body language in this type of situation when in moments where the game was still close to be one of frustration with your teammates or of what's going on in the game. You have to quickly like lose that memory of what just happened and prepare your team for the next time that you guys go out no matter what happens. Now, I will say that Lamar, you know, something would happen and he, you know, would be with his helmet on. Like, I'm ready. I do give him mm-hmm. that. But there is something about not playing for a week because the Chiefs came out looking rusty as well, which is what so got them rusty. in that 24-0 um, bind. But there's something about not playing and then coming out and, you know, oh, we're playing the Titans. Like, Right. Like you said, they all had this attitude that, oh, we're the Ravens. Like, that was the Patriots. Mm-hmm. We beat them. Like, there's mm-hmm. – we're not the Patriots. That's not going to happen to us. You can't right. – this is the playoffs. You can't underestimate who New you're season. playing. And I feel like Lamar and the rest of the Ravens underestimated who they were playing. The 49ers, mm-hmm. on the other hand, they played the Vikings. They could have come in with the attitude – we're playing mm-hmm. the Vi- like it's the Vikings. Like I'm not mm-hmm. that worried. They did not. They knew this was. They knew this was a business trip. They knew, you know, we have a goal. We're trying to get to the Super Bowl. And I just feel like you can't blame this really on inexperience anymore for Lamar. It just has to be an an attitude change and just. I mean, they. you're right. Some people did not catch the ball that needed to catch the ball. I saw a lot of missed passes. Right. But he has to do better. Like, he just has to trust them. I, I, I don't know. It's, it was just no. sad to watch. I mean, Lamar Jackson is 22 years old. Like, yeah. people, keep, people keep saying it, and it's not for nothing. Joe Burrow is 23 years old, right? Like, <laughs> listen. Yeah. He's... He, the, he's one of the youngest quarterbacks in the league, and his he his talent is the reason why this team was, yeah. was fourteen and two, right? Yeah. Like, I agree. He has to develop in his leadership skills. Um, I think another reason, right, why you said San Francisco came out ready. Look at the personnel San Francisco has, like. Jimmy Garoppolo is young and he he doesn't have playing experience as a starting quarterback in the playoffs, right? But who did he play for, right? Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, right? Like he played behind Tom and he played under Bill Belichick. They are always ready, prepared. Week off, three weeks off. If the playoffs come, they're ready. He has that like tutelage as he goes and, you know, goes to his team. Who else do they have leading that defense? Yeah, Richard, Richard Sherman. Sherman. Yeah. yeah. Richard Sherman knows what it takes to win a championship. Like, yeah. he is rounding up the troops like, no, I don't care. I don't care if we're playing, like, a college, an unranked college team at this point. If, if the play, Like, we are going to go after everything, every time. We're, we're not going to let up. We're going to be ferocious. And I wonder what that looks like. I mean, I know the Ravens have veterans, but it you have to have it on all three sectors of the team. Yeah. At the player level, at the coach and at the coaching level to have that maturity to know like we have to go after this in a certain way. Now, my thing is where was John Harbaugh in all this? Because yeah. 
that's your Super Bowl winning coach. That's, I mean, he's been with the Ravens now for several years. Like, you had a halftime. And it doesn't seem like it, it really helped you adjust to anything that was happening. I felt like and he got out coached. I do too. I do too. And the crazy thing is, I felt like Bill Belichick got, got out coached. Yeah. You know what I mean? So after a while, you have to kind of tip your hat. Like the Tennessee Titans, they know exactly who they are. They know, like, you can't stop their running back. I don't care if Ryan, they're like, I don't care if Ryan Tannehill throws the ball one time. As long as we're winning the game, we're about to ride Derrick Henry until he can't be written anymore. <laughs> it's us a Super Bowl. Um, yeah. And that milks the clock. That keeps the offense yeah. off. That keeps the other team's offense off the field. Um, he's not afraid to play games, like take delay of games to, to you know, <laughs> to milk time either. So yeah. You know, I think, I think this t- t- Tennessee Titans team is just shocking everybody. Um, I think the Patriots look m- the most prepared for them, all things considered. They just didn't have enough to overcome offensively. Um, I think the Baltimore Ravens had enough to overcome them offensively. They just weren't prepared, right? So hopefully Kansas City puts both together. And we'll see what happens. We hope. That's all but we that can de- hope for. That defense isn't any, I mean. Oh, that defense the, is trash. That's that the worst defense trash. that Derrick Henry will have to go against. Yes. You know. Yes, I so, agree. He um, might have 300 rushing yards. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous for the Kansas City Chiefs defense because every play Chanel, all I saw was uh, Matt, what's his name? Honey Badger. I can't remember his actual name, but he was just in the back, just running like to whatever was going on. Like, can you, Honey Badger, can you make a play? I, I, I just don't know what he was doing. But speaking of LSU players and, you know, go Tigers, G U A U. G E A U X. Go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chanel, what did you think about that national championship game? It was really good for about two and a half quarters. <laughs> and then it just wasn't good anymore. Um, so to me, my impressions for this game is Joe Burrow had six touchdown passes. Like, what? Like, this was a national championship game. That was so ridiculous. I have to finally tip my hat to Joe Burrow. I was going to say, do you finally, you know. I do. I do. Um, You can, okay, so first of all, you can't deny that this LSU team has to be one of the greatest college football teams of all time. Like, as it, from top to bottom, special teams, the wide receiver talent, the defensive talent, like they have athleticism seemingly at every, like every level um, to the point where it doesn't matter. Like you saw those Clemson cornerbacks, mm-hmm. like they were getting lit up. Like it wasn't like there was a clear talent gap. It's like, and, and the Clemson players are some of the best players in the world too, right? Yeah. 
those they're probably going to be, you know, fourth and fifth round picks in the NFL draft. But it didn't matter because they were going against like first round pick wide receivers. Yeah. That were just like catching everything over them. Um, so that has to be acknowledged. Joe Burrow had an amazing team by him. But what Joe Burrow showed me was that one, he's good under pressure. There were a few times where they were backed up to the one yard line, two yard line. And I thought, man, he's about to get, they're about to get a safety right now. They're about to take him down. He maneuvered out of it and made an amazing play. It was ended up being called back, but I saw him get trash play after play and then come back with the same resiliency and be like, I'm still not scared to make a big play. Like I'm, I'm still not scared to like throw it down the field. And he is always looking to kill. Like that's what I learned from that game. Someone compared him to like Aaron Rodgers, where like they could be up a touchdown and then the, the clock is ticking down and all of a sudden he's looking to just throw it downfield and like snatch the rest of your soul and any hope that you thought that you could win this game. Um, and he does it just so calmly and he understands how to, you know, read a defense, a defensive scheme. So I'm excited for him. Um, I'm excited. I'm convinced now that he should be the number one pick in the draft. Um, I don't think he's a one-year wonder. Hopefully, he doesn't get you know injured or anything like that that impacts him because I think he's going to be great in the NFL. Wow. Look how the tables have turned. The tables have turned. Well, it was a good game. I mean, <laughs> Clemson beat Ohio State. Um, so it was only right that LSU beat Clemson, you know? That's just <laughs> – that's just how I feel about it. Uh, but overall, it was great to see this perfect team go on and complete a perfect season. So yeah, that was good. It was it was really cool to watch, and I'm happy for Joe Burrow. I'm happy for Thaddeus Moss, and I know Randy Moss is proud. He he looked like his daddy out there, so that's gonna be fun to see. Um, yeah, and good old Randy. Yeah, Randy, you know, he was up in His the stands. Big. He was up in the stands just proud. Proud daddy He's moment proud. right there. So, good game. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to next season to see my team come back, see how they, they react to this yeah. loss. But let us move on to Yay. love to see it or hate to see it. Hey, hey, hey. I just want to play hey, 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 really quick. So, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, Kyrie. He makes his Nets return. He was 10 for 11, and he had 21 points in 20 minutes. Love it or hate it, Chanel? Love it. I'm so sick of y'all hating on Kyrie. I'm so sick of it. I am so sick. He ruins teams. He, The teams are better with him not on the court. Blizzy, blizzy, blah. Kyrie <laughs> is one of the best point guards in the NBA right now. And he is so freaking good. I am so sick of y'all disrespecting his legacy. 
Bron Bron and the city of Cleveland would not have a championship without Kyrie Irving. Y'all better put some respect on this man's name. He hit the three. <laughs> he had 41 points in game five in Oracle, just like LeBron had 41 points. I'm so sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Get this man his props and his due. Kyrie, let's go. I cannot wait to him and KD come back to, you know, come come together next year because it's going to be scary. It's going to be scary for y'all folks that's hating on Kyrie. Keep hating though. Love it. Yeah, I love it. I love Kyrie, you know. Kyrie is Yeah. He brought us a championship. I can't hate the exactly. man. Exactly. So I love exactly. it. I'm glad, you know, he's back and um this shoulder thing isn't isn't that big of a deal right now. So um the Cavs coach coach Beeline says the team played like a bunch of thugs but Chanel Chanel he didn't mean thugs he meant slugs love it or hate it Jesus this was bad right (laughs) (laughs) hey that's your former former team's coach everybody calm down everybody calm down that's your former team's coach we have a black head coach now, Juwan Howard. He won championships with LeBron James. So let's let's just calm down about our former coach. What about the present? You're always talking about the past, Kalea. All right, Chanel, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Don't even start that. Because if this was a good thing about Beeline, you would have been like, yeah, Michigan Wolverines. And you would have started singing Hail to the Victors. But now that he's did something bad, you this is what you're going to say. This is about you, to, this um, is about to be you. We, <sighs> I hate it. That's that's about. To- <laughs> you know what? We need to unpack these impressions that you have of me <laughs> because I am not amused. <laughs> I must say, I am not amused. That was a perfect impression of you. No, by the not. way, yes, it was. Yes, it was. Jeez, because that is you, Chanel. <sighs> I've watched I you know. do that on several occasions. Whatever. I don't. I. I reject your assessment of who you think I am, Kalea. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Do you love or hate this? <laughs> uh, I hate it. Man, I hate this. Wow, that is literally what I just did. <laughs> this is bad, man. A bunch of thugs. Come on, Beeline. Like, where do you even get that from? That's that, that Michigan difference. And I don't believe that you meant slugs. I mean, and maybe the team was playing like a bunch of thugs, but you can't say that. And what does that even mean? We're playing like a bunch of thugs. I want my players to play like thugs. Like, <laughs> take that game from them. You know what I mean? Like, I want them to have some oomph. I wish every player played a little bit like Ron Artest in his prime or or um, or, or uh, what's his name? The funny guy with the blonde hair played with Michael. Dennis Rodman? Dennis Rodman. Jesus. (laughs) How much more players played like thugs like them? Maybe they have some chips instead of 10 wins. You meant it in a negative way. You should have spent it and said, I meant it in a positive way. I want you to play like, you know, (laughs) Ron Artest in his prime or Dennis Rodman. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) This was bad, though, in all seriousness. And it looks like to seems to have blown over in, in Cleveland a little bit. So we'll see what happens, but that was bad. Hated yeah, it. I hated it. You just, you can't do that. You cannot call them thugs. That is not, 
was he talking about Kevin Love? I just want to know. Like, you want to know? You know? Mm -hmm. I'm. I'm... I mean, Kevin Love has been acting like a thug. (laughs) Okay. So if he was directing that towards Kevin Love, I don't know. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) He over there playing bully ball with his own teammates. Oh man. Beeline, get it together. Damar DeRozan, not a name we say often on this podcast in a good way, (laughs) dunked over a former Raptors teammate. Chanel, love it or hate it? Oh, my God. Did you see that dunk? I actually did. It was wild. You know I don't watch DeMar DeRozan highlights. Oh, my God. But it it was all over Twitter. Because his dunk was so ridiculous. No, it was great. Then he, then he lands on him. Yeah. And then he stands up and just like, oh, it's kind of like, it reminded me of when Allen Iverson stepped, stepped over, over Ty Lue. You know, Ty Lue. But, you know, that moment obviously is unmatched. But this moment was like, I fell on you. I'm getting up and still just lay there and, and process what just happened. That was yeah. amazing. That might be like, that's one of the can. Okay, John Morant. Had a ridiculous dunk too. Yeah, over over somebody, but that's a candidate for you know one of the the dunks of the year for sure for me. Yeah, I loved it. Look. I thought it was great. I mean, and I don't love much of what Demar does, like with his hair <laughs> and with his game. I just don't. So I'm glad he got something because he's not gonna be on the Spurs for much longer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the Utah Jazz. Are thirteen and one in the last fourteen games. They're now in sixth place um, in the most recent NBA power rankings. Love it or hate it? I don't care. Um, <laughs> what is Utah really gonna do? <laughs> um, I guess I love it because it's finally fitting together for them. But to me, you know, they make they're making the playoffs as one of those solid teams, top to bottom, but. They're not going to beat anybody who matters. Hmm. I love it. It's good for them. I mean, it's good for Utah. I don't know what else there is to do in Utah. So, Oh, and Rudy Gobert is, is making his case. He should make the All-Star game this year. So he doesn't. We'll you know, see. He might cry to this get year. Em- get emotional about it. He's probably going Maybe. to. But you never know. He might make it over Russell. Moving on. Um, <laughs> Step it. <laughs> the Knicks. The New York Knicks are showing interest in a trade for Andre Drummond. Love it or hate it, you know? I love it from um, because I'm a Pistons fan. Yeah, that I don't know why we're talking team. about this. Uh, because it's a it's a major trade that could happen to the most popular franchise, one of the most popular franchises. I know, franchises. but it's like, it's Andre Drummond. I mean, he's good, but whoa, 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 why are we taking time whoa, to talk about this? Andre Drummond is a, is a multiple all-star. Okay, he averages like over twenty points and and fifteen rebounds. Like, don't do that. Don't let's not be disrespectful today, Kalea. You know, I don't, I don't know what I did to you, but we don't have to. (laughs) Are you still mad about the impression? (laughs) Let's not. You, yeah, you. I mean, the impression and uh, Andre. Just don't understand what you have. Listen, I've watched Andre play live and. 
he never impresses me because were you not entertained i was not <laughs> i was not he was just standing there while the raptors were just like running over all over okay. them again this is only one game that i went to this right. year one game. And you, you've been to more pistons games i have but just one this season so far listen it's good for me as a pistons fan because this team just needs to okay first of all they're wasting this Derrick Rose comeback because oh Derrick Rose gosh. is balling, and I'm so disappointed. I'm so disappointed. I hope he I'm gets so traded so to a better team. Derrick Rose chose us. Okay, he picked us, and we picked him, and now we're wasting it. I told Andre you, Jeremy has been showing up though, but this team is something that's not working together. And it's, it's still Wayne Casey, and I told you this a couple weeks ago. He's a good coach. I don't want to hear it. He's a good coach. Chanel, tell me what Coach type of, of defense he runs. Coach of the year. You can't tell if he's running a man to man or a zone. Of the his year. players don't even get back on defense. Coach. I hate this, okay? Andre Drummond. <laughs> like just let him stay on the pistons. Like he ain't gonna do nothing for the Knicks. No, it's a stupid move for the Knicks. But for the Pistons. It's great. You get this contract off. You've got you're playing. That's true. Blake, you're playing Blake Griffin and you're paying Andre. And and you're not making the playoffs in the East. Let's talk about this, right? Like they made the playoffs last play- year. I mean, not this year. Oh, okay. This year you've got Derrick Rose balling. Blake Griffin looks like a shell of himself. Like I don't even know that man. Like I hate. He's to say hurt. It. And I hope I don't sound ridiculous, but I don't know who that man is. He could be walking down the street and I wouldn't even know a thing. I wouldn't even know a thing. Listen, I am so sick of him. I'm, I am so sick that we picked up his contract. No, he's hurt. He's injury prone. I don't want him on the, I don't want him on the team anymore. I don't care. I don't care that he's hurt. I don't care. We're paying you to play and you're not playing. You're not Steph Curry. You didn't bring us a championship. It's no, it's no reason why we're just sitting here paying you to play, not to play. You, you gotta bring us something. You're not Clay you, Thompson. You just we can't try- just sit here and pay you to play. We can't just sit here to pay to play and lose. We're not the Warriors. What the hell is happening here? <sighs> Chanel, we're moving on because you're getting way too emotional about the Detroit um, Pistons. I shouldn't have put Detroit Pistons on here because I am too emotional. <laughs> it's fine. So, LeBron and AD didn't play, and oh. our favorite blonde-haired, slim, shady impersonator. Hey, Ellen. I'm calling him Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kyle Kuzma. He balled out with LeBron and AD. Love it or hate it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I loved it. I'm, I'm happy for Kyle Kuzma because even if he gets, he's, he's upping his trade stock. Right? He's yeah, been, he been, really uh, is. He is. There have been talks about him getting traded. And this way, it makes it easier for him, you know, to get traded and immediately contribute somewhere. Yeah. Obviously, something is happening different than when LeBron and AD are playing versus when one of them are playing with Kyle or Kyle's just playing without them. Um, so, yeah, my maybe dad. That can be appealing yeah. to some other teams my dad and I were having a conversation about this and 
we agreed that we just think Kyle Kuzma can't play with LeBron on the floor. Um, mm. Maybe he comes in with the second unit with Rondo and uh, mm. all of them, and he just doesn't play with LeBron, which would be perfectly fine um, because they need a good second unit. But mm-hmm. I, I love this. I hope I hope they don't trade him. I think he could be a piece in this playoff push. Also, shout out to him for having 36 points and zero assists. That was great. That was a Kobe moment if I've never seen one. You know what? I'm so sick of that. I'm so listen. <laughs> Kobe Bryant averaged five assists for his career, okay? And he was a shooting guard. A shooting guard. You know... He averaged more assists per game than Derek Fisher, who was a point guard. Who cares about Derek Fisher? <laughs> Derek Fisher won five championships. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Derek Fisher is the reason why Oklahoma City did not win that championship against Miami. I know I'm going on a tangent, but this needs to be said. <laughs> he was the one, listen. <laughs> he was on that team. Do y'all forget that Derek Fisher was on the team with KD and Russell Westbrook and James Harden that went to the championship? Do y'all forget about that? <laughs> Derek Fisher was there. <laughs> Derek Fisher was there and averaged zero points, zero assists, zero rebounds. He was just out there defending. And he wasn't even doing a good job at that because everybody went off. And Derek Fisher can't win a championship without Kobe Bryant. So what happened? They lost. Then he went back to playing with no, he retired after that. Yeah, <laughs> he was done. <laughs> it was oh a, it was gosh. the problem. All right. <laughs> Are you satisfied with yours? I am. Okay. That was good. That was great. I needed to get that one out Thank of you. I can't stand Derek Fisher. Thank you for Y'all that. Y'all don't quit coming at Kobe like he ain't passed the ball. I'm going to just put that out there. I'm done. So speaking of the Thunder, um, Chris Paul and the Oklahoma, Oklahoma City Thunder went on to blow out the Houston Rockets in Russell Westbrook's combat, uh, game against them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was his comeback game. Yeah. Game, like, yeah. you know, Oklahoma. Yeah, his first game back in Oklahoma. A warm welcome, too. They really did. I, I like that video. Did you love it or hate it, Chanel? Not the video, the, <laughs> the, the game. <laughs> I did love it. You want to know why? Why? Because CP3 don't care. CP3 is like, y'all went up in here, y'all traded me to this team and thought I was, I, y'all sent me here to die because y'all wanted Russell Westbrook. And look at y'all now. Look at y'all now. Like, y'all, I'm about to, I'm about to show y'all exactly who I am. And he embarrassed them. So some of the plays he was making, he was embarrassing them. Good for you, CP3. Good for you to sit up, to have the season that you're having, to have your team at 23 and 17. Houston Rockets are 26 and 12. Like, they clearly have more talent. But good for you for rounding up. Like, you can tell these young guys, they listen to Chris Paul. Like, this offense is is built for him to have a, a really good offensive scheme and run the pick and roll with Steven Adams and all that great stuff. Good for him. I'm happy for him. And I'm glad that Russell Westbrook ain't win his game back, his first game back in Oklahoma. I'm glad Chris Paul showed him whose team it is now. Um, and that they ain't backing down. These two teams can meet in the first round of the playoffs. 
And let's not forget, when's the last time Russell Westbrook made it out of the first round of the playoffs? <laughs> it's been when a while. K- him and Katie. It's been a while when him and Katie played together way back in the day, and they lost when they was up three one. Um, against the the Golden State Warriors. That was the last time we saw Russell Westbrook pass the first round of the playoffs. So if he's going to be facing this Oklahoma City team and a Chris Paul that don't really care for nothing that happened in Houston, and he got to sit up there and go to Oklahoma, and they ain't going to be cheering for him then, because them Oklahoma fans going to be like, oh, no, we in the playoffs. You the enemy. Y'all wait to see if he get bounced again. Let's just see what happens. (laughs) Loved it. Oh, Chanel, you're great. Uh, <laughs> I loved it just because I always love the... When James Harden loses. You know how much I hate the Rockets, for one. <laughs> and two, <laughs> I just... CP3, he's just so problematic when he's playing basketball and I just love it like personally it's my aesthetic it's my vibe I just love all the antics all the problems he causes and I just loved watching this um I, I loved particularly it. loved it when he had that crossover oh my gosh he had that drop and then he's like stop take me out the game just everybody stop even LeBron tweeted during that time, like, hey, everybody just stop. Like, CP3, stop. He was like, CP3, stop. <laughs> yeah. I, that was my favorite moment. Oh, my CP3 gosh. That up and he's like, stop. Just take me up again. Like, I can't do this no more to this team. Loved it. it. Loved. loved it. Can't wait to see what else CP3 does. That's me just, neither. That's just, ugh. Ugh. So, <laughs> let us move on where you know we almost were fighting in in uh love to see it hate to see it but we're really about to fight mm-hmm. let's go ready And defensive, but I like when you think I'm right. If you don't, then we're gonna be fine. But we might have to fight, 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 might have to fight. We might have to fight. You might have to fight me. We might have to fight, might have to fight, might have to fight, might have to fight, might have to fight. Hey. Okay, we might have to fight. So this week, we're doing a Would You Rather edition of We Might Have to Fight. Um, we're going to cover, let's say, four or five different topics of would you rather see this or would you rather see that? Maybe Kalea and I will agree. Maybe we'll disagree. Either way, we're going to have to fight about it. So let's start. Super Bowl has four scenarios right now leading into the weekend. We could see the Titans versus the 49ers, the Titans versus Green Bay, the Chiefs versus the 49ers, or the Chiefs versus Green Bay. Play. Mm-hmm. Would, what would you rather have? Which of those matchups would you rather see in the Super Bowl? Oh, it's the Chiefs 49ers. Come on. I want to see the best offense against the best defense. 
Chiefs 49ers. Mm-hmm. I'm torn. Okay. Because to me, Pat- Patrick Mahomes is Air- prime Aaron Rodgers, right? In some ways. He's a better version of prime Aaron Rodgers. And if Aaron Rodgers can be Aaron Rodgers, then this Super Bowl could be great. Chiefs in Green Bay, we're seeing young Aaron Rodgers versus, you know, aging Aaron Rodgers, but still with a good team. I would say that if I didn't think Green Bay would, would get completely blown out. Um, <laughs> so for that reason, I'm going to have to agree with Leah, Chiefs 49ers. I was about to say, Chanel. Best really? offense is the best defense. <laughs> but I will say, don't nobody want to see running every play in the Super Bowl. They just need to beat the 49ers, okay? I don't, look, I don't care. The last Super Bowl was boring. I'm sorry. The the Patriots and the Rams, that was boring. We were robbed of Drew Brees and, and Tom Brady. I don't want to see Derrick Henry running the ball, carrying the ball 30 times in the Super Bowl. That's not what I signed up for. So worst case scenario for me is like the Titans 49ers because to me that would be a really bad defense, like just a defensive game. And then the Titans Green Bay, I I don't want to see either one of those. So one of the Chiefs have to be involved. In my opinion, <laughs> they have to 100% be involved. <laughs> if the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl, we're having a Super Bowl party. So I kind of want to have a party. We haven't had a party in a few years. So that the Chiefs need to go. Um, mm-hmm. That's my whole motivation at this point. Um, is the last is the last time you all had a party when um, Cam Newton lost to the Broncos? Because I was there for that. Y- yeah, man, yeah, it's been I, a while. I hated being there because everybody but me was rooting <laughs> for the Broncos. And once again, that team was boring. I know, I know. All I know. y'all was sitting up here rooting for this aging old white man. To win another Super Bowl, so he. But can it was Peyton Manning, whatever, oh Chanel, <laughs> whatever. We all knew Cam couldn't do it. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> whatever. Nobody but yeah, I. I want a very interesting Super Bowl this year. You were right. Last year was boring. I mean, boring. Yeah. Trash yeah. halftime show. Boring game. I want to see Jennifer Lopez and my girl Shakira. Shakira, Shakira, and the Chiefs. And the 49ers battling it out in Miami. That's what I want to see. I'm on tonight and my hips don't lie and I'm starting to feel the rough. Yep, I want to see that too. It's going to be great. (laughs) And if the Chiefs go against the 49ers, it's going to be, you know, a half black quarterback against, uh, what what is he, Latino? Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't know. (laughs) I'm sorry, his last name is Garoppolo. I just assumed. I don't know what he I'm sorry. I thought he was a person of color. Anyway, it would be great. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh, Chanel. (laughs) Oh, what what future quarterback would you rather have? Deshaun Watson or Lamar Jackson? I got to go with Deshaun Watson. Mm. And I'm going to say that because Deshaun Watson has shown us time and time again 
who he is in the biggest moments. And everybody knows, like, listen, some of the most talented quarterbacks don't have rings or multiple rings or multiple playoff wins. Part of it is because, you know, consistency of coaching or a good team. But another part of it is because of showing up in the biggest moment when it matters. I think Peyton Manning is a perfect example. There's a reason why we call Peyton Manning the greatest regular season quarterback of all time. It's not like he didn't make the playoffs. It's just that there were times where we looked at Peyton Manning like, you should be in the Super Bowl or you should have made that play to get your team to the Super Bowl. You should have had a better game as the leader of your team, as the one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And to me, Lamar Jackson right now is unquestionably the most talented quarterback in the league, and he's only 22 years old. But Deshaun Watson just has something else, right? Like, like you said, that leadership factor of it, where he has his wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, saying, as long as number four is in the game, we believe that we can win the game because that's how influential they believe that he can be in the game and how much they know they believe in him even when the game is on the line. He showed it. Don't forget, Deshaun Watson won a national championship the same year that Lamar Jackson won a Heisman, right? Lamar Jackson was sitting at home with his Heisman trophy and Deshaun Watson was sitting at home with his national championship coming back against an Alabama team after being down 10 in the fourth quarter. We saw him make something out of nothing against a bomb Bills defense and come back and win that game despite mistakes by Bill O'Brien again. He just couldn't do it because he went against a much more talented offensive team that came steaming. But against any other team, you don't think Deshaun Watson is now playing for a chance in the Super Bowl if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes, like, I think if you replace them with any other team in the AFC right there, not the Chiefs, it's a different story. Or if you have a different coach that's making better decisions in the moment, we could have a different story easily. I think when it matters the most, I want Deshaun Watson. All you have to do at the end of the day is make it to the playoffs and give your quarterback, give your team a chance to have a run at at the trophy. And I think I like Lamar Jack. I mean, I like Deshaun Watson to do that in the playoffs more than I like Lamar Jackson from what I've seen so far. I agree. I think the key thing here is we haven't seen much of Lamar Jackson. We've seen one season and part of a, another season. And he's young. Um, I think Deshaun Watson kind of followed this same path that Lamar's on right now uh, when he was younger, but I'm picking Deshaun. I trust him. Um, I trust the decisions that he makes when he's on the field. I trust his arm more, um, and I trust his legs more. He can c consistently get out of <laughs> a defensive lineman's hands. Like, they are always pulling him down. And he is always finding a way to get to get out of that. I just think um, Deshaun needs needs some more weapons. I 
I mean, what happened to Fuller in that game? Like, you have Hopkins on one side and you're supposed to have Fuller on the other, but this man can't stay healthy long enough for him to play in many games. So, in the Mm -hmm. playoffs, I'm taking Deshaun. In the regular season, maybe I'm taking Lamar. Mm -hmm. But I don't know about Lamar yet. He's only 22, like you said. So, Deshaun is – what, 25? Deshaun is... is yeah, I mean, Deshaun, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. they They're only both... have up... They can only go up from here. Agreed. And I think... I So, I think Deshaun has great weapons on offense. I think you get him a more consistent offensive line, and you get him a coach that's more consistent and confident <laughs> and competent in those decision-making processes when it matters the most and we see a different team but for the longest time the Texans have had a great defense they haven't always had a great offense and I think this team is moving towards that especially if they can keep Hopkins and Fuller together um, and establish more of a run game outside of Deshaun Watson too Uh, I think this team could be really good going forward especially in the AFC where it seems like the Patriots dynasty might be over. Um, But I think we'll be talking about these two guys in the AFC for a little bit to go. Um, Switching a little bit to the NBA. Now, it seems like, okay, the Memphis Grizzlies are currently sitting at the eighth spot in the Western Conference at 18 and 22. But literally, there are like six other teams that like it separates a game in between them. So it could be the Spurs, the Trailblazers could still make a run, the Suns are there, the Timberwolves are there, the Kings. Like we're still only halfway through the season. So we all know there are surprises in the second half of the season too. Which team would you rather see at number eight? This would be the Lakers matchup most likely. I don't see the Lakers losing their number one spot. Um, I would say the Grizzlies. I mean, all those other teams you named, the Spurs, don't care, even though I love Pop. Uh, the Trailblazers, I literally rolled my eyes when you said them. <laughs> um, I mean, the Kings, okay, maybe, but, like, that wouldn't be fun for us to watch the Lakers just whoop on the Kings. I think the Grizzlies would, would be the team that could – pressured the Lakers a little bit um but would still have some moments of greatness where it would be like wow this is a good team that could come out of the west potentially in 10 years now how terrible is it first of all I agree with you um how terrible is it San Antonio Spurs the Trailblazers the Minnesota Timberwolves all have all-star caliber, right, or in the past, all-star players on their team. And they can't get enough games to get the eighth spot. Right now, halfway through the season, right now the eighth spot is at 18 and 22. You don't have enough games to be to in the W column to get there. San Antonio has DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge and Greg Popovich as their head coach. The Portland Trailblazers have McCollum, Mello, and Damian Lillard. And the Timberwolves have Cat. And, you know, Wiggins goes back and forth. But how terrible is that? Like, that's just awful. Chanel. Especially the Trailblazers. It's pretty bad for me for the Trailblazers. Chanel, I told um, you 
Damian Lillard wasn't waving bye to Russell Westbrook. He was <laughs> waving bye to all of us. This man has <laughs> not been the same since he hit that shot. I don't know what happened yet because then he went on to get swept by the Warriors. There is and... nothing <laughs> that the Trailblazers can do to make me believe in them. <laughs> like, <laughs> I last year was their year and they they squandered it. Y'all <sighs> had a year. Yeah, y'all yeah. had a year. So I agree. Memphis Grizzlies, John Morant is balling. Um, do I think any of these teams could beat the Lakers? No. Um, but it would be great to see a young rookie, you know, in the playoffs. That was exciting when we saw Donovan Mitchell, right, in the playoffs with the Jazz his first year. That was really exciting. I'm gonna I'm gonna circle the New Orleans Pelicans because supposedly Zion is supposed to be coming back. By the end of the month. And Brandon this man was Ingram, falling asleep on the bench last night. All right, everybody calm down. I would be falling asleep too if I had to watch the Pelicans play every night and not do anything. They've only won 15 games, Kalea. They've only won 15 games. It's been like 41, okay? I would be asleep too. And they were playing the Detroit Pistons. It wasn't like they got to watch somebody on the other end either. He's getting paid millions of dollars, millions of dollars. And this he is falling asleep. This isn't a college yes. class. Wake up. You're not at I, Duke anymore. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I've got my I got it circled on them because Brandon Ingram is balling. Lonzo Ball is getting better with that shot. His defense has always been solid. He did something different to his shot. He'd been working with somebody. And that shot is going. And he's getting up there in his assist. And watch. Zion is going to spark something in his team. They might go on a 15-game win streak. Whatever. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Zion going to come back to this team, and that whole chemistry going to be off. They are not about to do it. They might go on a 15-game win streak. Whatever, Don't be surprised if we see young oh, Zion man. versus 35-year-old LeBron, and they'd be talking about this is the biggest gap in age of a playoff <laughs> game from 17 years, 18 and 35, or however old Zion is, 19. This is the biggest gap in the playoff game between players. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> it's going to be the Memphis saying. Grizzlies. Watch. Whatever. I got it circled. All right. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so after this playoff, um, the NCAA uh, football championship game, which quarterback would you rather have, Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence? I'm going to say Trevor Lawrence. He didn't play well yesterday, but I've seen more of him. Um, and he's shown me that in certain moments, he can be the Trevor Lawrence that we saw win two national championships. Um, Agreed. Like we said earlier, Chanel, that LSU defense is probably one of the best I've seen besides Alabama in a while. And I don't know what Trevor Lawrence is going to do against that. So I, I still would pick him. Joe Burrow, I just – I need to see more. I mean, I saw a lot yesterday and and rewatching some highlights, but I I need more. Prove it to me. He reminds me of Kirk I, Cousins. Oh. <laughs> you love Kirk. 
made millions he plays for a great team he went to the playoffs i don't care how is that not a compliment it's not a compliment whatever we it's named a, a whole episode after kirk cousins kirk cousins would have had six touchdowns in the championship game maybe if he didn't play for michigan state no the answer is no <laughs> The he reminds no. me of Kirk Cousins, okay? No, he doesn't. Stop saying it. <laughs> he gonna, he's going to have a Kirk Cousins career. No, he Watch doesn't. That. No, he's Watch. not going to have a Kirk Cousins. Stop saying that. Like, this is a terrible take. No. That's a hot take right there, Chanel. Joe it's Burrow is, will be like Kirk Cousins. I can't even. I... You're insufferable right now. I, that's the only word that's coming to mind. First of all, it's Joe Burrow. It's Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is the would you rather. Before the championship game, I would have 100% said Trevor Lawrence. He's younger. He's taller. He's a little bit more athletic. He's faster. He's got a strong arm. And he's only 20 years old. He's going to be great. He's going to be great in the NFL, but Joe Burrow is going to be better. Joe Burrow is going to be better. He's going to be a killer in the NFL, especially when Cincinnati gets some pieces to put around. Like this man is going to be a sniper like in the NFL. I would rather have Joe Burrow. All right. Well, we'll see how the, how the uh, leaves fall. I see him more as a Kirk Cousins or an Andy Dalton. We can put that out there, too. Wow. The, the like, consistent disrespect. You know what? We'll see. Chanel, we'll see. how is it disrespectful? They both play in the NFL. Yes, they're not the best quarterbacks, they are but they game are. Managers. He's going to be better than a game No, manager, he's not. Right. But okay. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Speaking of rants, <laughs> Richard Sherman, the king of rants, by the way. I love Richard Sherman. I wish we can get Richard. I We're going to have to make it to go, a goal to get Richard Sherman on the show one day. Um, Richard Sherman had a long rant about unquestionably being the best cornerback in the game and feeling disrespected by people questioning his greatness and making, trying to qualify his accomplishments and all these things. He also made a point to say, I've not given up a touchdown in the playoffs. Um, I have so many interceptions in the playoffs. I'm a Super Bowl champion. Like, I'm number one in all the stats that matter. And he is. That's unquestionable. But when we talk about the greatest cornerbacks of all time, there is one other name that always comes up. And that's Revis of Revis Island. My goodness. When Darrell Revis was in the game, you literally didn't pass it over there. So would you rather have Richard Sherman or Revis in their prime? Which one you got? 
You know, Chanel, I'm taking Richard Sherman. I would rather have Richard Sherman. I just watched earlier today a play from when the Seahawks played the Packers when Sherman was um, still on the Seahawks. Aaron Rodgers threw a bomb to the in- to the end zone. Who who made an interception? Richard Sherman. Mm. I like this man has done some amazing things. He's yes. he's on his way to winning another Super Bowl. Yes. I I can't go against Richard Sherman. I just can't. I just think he's He's doing his thing. He's done his thing for a long time, and I just I'm I'm picking Richard Sherman. This is a hard decision for me to make because Revis, like his stats stack up to Revis now, right? Mm-hmm. Like what Revis did over his career, and Richard Sherman isn't done, and that's what's scary about it. Um, Richard Sherman is just going to come back next year and be great again and come back next year and be great again until, you know, father time catches up with him and he's not as quick and he's, he's not able to, to get there. But I think I'm also with you. I have to take Richard Sherman, but also because of his leadership ability. Um, yes, it's one thing to clearly be the best defensive player on your team out there in that, that uh, secondary. But it's another thing to also rally your team and lead that defensive team so that they understand, like, this is this is exactly what needs to happen. This is what we need to win. Richard Sherman is smart. Richard Sherman is confident. He doesn't need anybody to tell him he's the best. He already knows it. He'll tell you he's the best. And he's not going to tolerate the BS. Um And because of that, the skill and also his ability to lead, I'm going to have to take Sherman, too, over Revis. But Revis was a bad brother. Great receiver. Should be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And I'm glad. I'm glad that he got a championship. um, Yeah. Because the Jets were just. All right. That was a good segment. We didn't fight too much. We did pretty good. No, we agreed on a lot this week, which yeah. is surprising. Um, but I guess that's good because last week, mm-hmm. you know, we went at it about the Saints. Who that? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> let, next week. And, uh, Peyton overrated. Whatever. Next. What whatever. This weekend, we have some conference championship games in the NFL. Yay! Finally, we're going to see who's going to play for the Super Bowl. Finally, after all of these weeks. So, Chanel. After all these weeks, who will play on the big stage? (sighs) We've talked about it, and we've talked about it, and we've talked about it. We have the Titans playing the Chiefs. Who you got? take a deep breath because like I said earlier I've been picking against the Titans my whole life picked against them the first round the wild card picked against them in the divisional round 
and I'm going to pick against them again. I'm going to pick Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, and the Kansas City Chiefs to have a spot in the Super Bowl. Wow. I'm picking the Chiefs, too. It's going to be just a blowout again. Um, not a blowout. I, 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 no, let me take that back. It's not going to be a blowout. I forgot what defense I was talking about. To make this more interesting, Uh let's pick our scores. What's your score? Um, I'm going to say Chiefs, um, 35, 35 to 21. Chiefs. Ooh, Okay. I want to say Chiefs 30 to 23. Okay. Random numbers, but okay. I think it's closer. I think it's closer. Okay. Yeah. 30 to 23. And then we have Packers 49ers. Who you got? All right. I got the Niners. Mm-hmm. I got the Niners. Let's see. 35, 21. Mm. So you got this? Okay. I'm picking the Niners as well. I think this game is going to be closer. I'm going to say 28-21. Niners. Ooh, one score. Yep. All right. We got it. So – that's all of our predictions for this all week. All of our predictions for this week. We don't care about it. anything else right now. No. And we'll talk a lot more about basketball when football is off the table, which isn't much longer now. We got less than a month until football is just completely off the table, and then we're talking about free agency and the draft and all that stuff, but not games anymore. Okay. So. Chanel, do the honors. You know what? I think we should change – this segment to Serena got game. <laughs> once once the tennis season starts, I think every week I'm just going to bias, be very biased and pick Serena Williams for every she got game. Um so tennis season started and there were a couple, you know, small attorneys out there. And Queen Serena won her first singles title in three years, the last time she won a singles title was when she was pregnant with Olympia. And that was the Grand Slam, the Australian Open. And now she went on to, you know, lose in a bunch of controversial and not so controversial Grand Slam finals. And then she even lost, you know, some small ones like the Rogers Cup and all that stuff, even though she doesn't really play the small attorneys that much anymore. But she played a small attorney this time. I can't remember the name of it. Auckland. And she won. Auckland. What did she win? Auckland. Oh, yeah. it's in, um, yeah, it's in Australia. Um, and she won, and then she brought out Olympia, and she was so happy. And she even said, you know, she felt like she, she's been so close before and she just didn't show up in the final. And I think it was really good for her to get this, even though it was a smaller, you know, tournament, it was really good for her to get this win in the final to prove to herself that she could do it. It's a part of her mental preparation, I feel like, for the Australian Open. And she even started off 
kind of bad, I think, in that finals game. But then she kind of pressed in and came back. So we're happy for you, Serena. Um, keep going. I have completely taken this and over-exaggerated, and now I have you winning every Grand Slam this year. Um, Australia, France, French, Wimbledon, and the U.S. Open. I think you're going to do a complete sweep. Um, wow. And then you're going re- to retire and have another baby. And <laughs> you and, and the re- that's the reason why Megan and, and Harry are giving up their royal lineage. Oh, so that, my like, gosh. You can have play dates with the children. I have this all mapped out in my head. So do not mess this up for me. Um, Chanel. Yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? What Serena Williams are you talking about? You know I love Serena. And congratulations on winning this <laughs> Grand Slam. Well, not Grand Slam. This uh, tournament. But s- four? A Serena sweep? Are you serious? A Serena sweep. I said what I said. And she's going to go out. <laughs> she's going to go out with 27... So right now she's at 23. She's going to go out with 27 Grand Slam titles on a thrash market courts record. And then she's going to retire. And then we're going to find out she was pregnant when she won her last Grand Slam. She's going to end at world number one. And then Venus is going to retire because she's going to realize she's playing for no reason whatsoever, especially now that Serena's retired. Venus is then going to go and coach Olympia. We're going to see Olympia start being in these like small people tournaments at a young age and then pretty much when Olympia's like 14 she's gonna go play in a grand slam and like beat somebody great like Naomi Osaka you know in like the first round just like Coco did and she's gonna go on and win like a grand slam but then in the meantime Serena's gonna have a boy with uh, Alexis the second baby and then that baby is gonna be raised name him what Alex and Megan uh, maybe Alex or Saren. We don't know. What? <laughs> yeah, you've so, really been thinking about this. Wow. Okay. I have. Okay. I have. So now that Serena's won a final, she's gonna win four straight. Period. So. All right. That's well, what I think. I'm glad. Um. Wow. Wow, Chanel. Wow. Okay. I hope that happens for her. I hope that happens for her. But congratulations, Serena. I quickly want to touch on... Congratulations, Queen. We love you. The WNBA, um, the union reached terms on the new CBA. So I just wanted to quickly touch on this because this is awesome Go for, for them. Yeah, it is. Um, I did read about this. So the annual base pay for the league's highest paid player will be will range from $117,500 to $215,000. With other benefits, the league's top players could earn cash compensation in excess of $500,000. The 2020 salary cap will be $1.3 million, up from $996,100 in 2019. And players will receive full salary while on maternity leave and they'll have an annual child care stipend of $5,000 and guarantee of a two-bedroom apartment for players with children. This, I applaud them for coming to this agreement. Um, I agree. I think 
after everything that's happened with WNBA players and what they've been asking for, um, this is just awesome. They can finally make a living off of what they do and not have to work multiple uh, jobs or play overseas Overseas, in the off season. season. And they can relax and raise their family if they want to and play basketball at the same time. So applause to you, um, WNBA union. I agree. That's phenomenal for those players. And shout out to all of the players that push for this to happen. I know Skylar has been talking about, like, being a part of this push. Shout out to all of you players who came together and pushed for this to happen. Congratulations. That's great. So it's time to wrap up the show. We are going to do our Losers of the Week. You played yourself. Um, So, Chanel. Mm, Can you? I don't have a. Okay, I'll go first. I'll go first. I'll go first. So my loser of the week is LSU and Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, my God. (sighs) (laughs) Long sigh. Why, Odell, were you giving players money in front of cameras? Like... I don't understand why you were doing this. This is just, this is just, I, I don't get it. I, okay, I get it, but why you were you doing it? Why, why were you doing it in front of the cameras? And two, LSU, why did you say that that was fake money? You really think we're going to believe that Odell Beckham Jr. is walking around with some fake money? <laughs> really? Odell Beckham Jr., fake money. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm just, just, I don't want LSU to have any sanctions on them or the NCAA try to come back and take something away because of this moment. That's why I'm so, like, upset. But this is, this is definitely a loser of the week, and it is very early in the week. Mm. This was last night. (laughs) Maybe this morning at this point. But... I am so just like, are you guys kidding? Are you serious? So Odell Beckham Jr. and LSU, you guys are the losers of the week so far for me. Congratulations. You played yourself. (laughs) What? Odell Cornelius Beckham. Jr. Jr. Hey, listen. He was giving out fake money to them players. Now, let's stop it. (laughs) He was not. (laughs) He completely was. All right. The loser of the week for me is Bill O'Brien. At the end of the day, you simply made detrimental decisions that cost your team, caused you to give momentum to a team desperate for momentum, which eventually caused you to blow a 24 point lead and lose the game. Um, I am of, there were times where you, you were on the field, you saw Deshaun Watson putting his hands up, trying to convince Bill O'Brien to, to make a different decision. You could have done more in this game to control it. When you're up 24 points, you can control the game. 
and you continue to make decisions that put the control right back into Kansas City hands. Um, I am of the opinion that Bill O'Brien should be fired. Um, I am also of the opinion that maybe Josh McDaniels deserves a chance in Houston. Um, I would really like to see Deshaun Watson with a good coach that's consistent, that's a competent decision maker. Um, And I think that will be so important as we go into these next seasons because we know who the Ravens are. We know who this Chiefs team is. We don't know what the Patriots will look like over the next couple years. The Titans look like they're going to be a, a, a consistent contender. I think the Steelers are going to make moves in the offseason, and they have a really, really great head coach that always rounds up his players and gets them ready for um, the season. I think the other team that can contend in the AFC for years to come are these Houston Texans, and they really need to sure up their coach and the identity of this team if they're going to make a legitimate run at it. And I think those changes need to happen. And Bill O'Brien didn't show me that he's that guy through two of the playoff games that they played. Remember, Deshaun Watson bailed him out in that first in that first Buffalo game. They shouldn't have even been playing the Chiefs. Buffalo should have been in the second round. Deshaun Watson made magic happen and won that game for that team. And... God forbid something happens to him because he gets hit a lot, gets injured, and he doesn't look the same. You really need to put some some an off- a consistent offensive line around this this player and get him a coach who can further develop his talent and use him in that offense. But you lost Bill O'Brien, and subsequently your team lost because of it. So you are then a loser. Congratulations. You played yourself. Well... That was so, so, so much fun. I think we're pretty good at this. You think we should do it again? Yeah, but hold on, Chanel. Some breaking news. What? Luke Keekley just retired from the Carolina Panthers. Oh, my goodness. At age 28, he has retired from the NFL. Oh, my goodness. So, Luke. he was Defensive Player of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, seven-time All-Pro Bowl selections, and five of those were uh, – seven All-Pro selections, sorry, and five of those were first team and then seven Pro Bowl selections. So congratulations, Luke Keekley, on a great career, great young career. Um, yeah, he was so good. Yeah. And and I, I'm thinking about um, – I'm reading now, it says, you know, he says, it makes me sad because I love playing this game. I've been playing since I was a little kid for everything to do in the world. And I'm just thinking about um, when J.J. Watt got injured and he's like, "Some this is the most beautiful game in the world and sometimes it's like the most unforgiving. And to be players who play the type of position they do in this league, unfortunately, you've got such a short window before you really have to start considering your health yeah. right, going forward. And he's such a talented player who 
like he said, he's 28 years old. He's been playing football since he's a kid. And now he really has to reflect and be like, man, I got a family. Yeah. I got like, I want to see him grow up. I, I can't continue to take these blows to the head and not be around. Right. Yeah. So that's really unfortunate, but for the game, but I'm glad he's making the right decision for him and his yeah. family yeah. at this time. So good for you. Enjoy retirement. Enjoy a less risky life here going forward. You got so much life to live at 28. I yeah. should know. I know. <laughs> I know. So yeah, congratulations, Luke Keekley, on a great career. Um, unfortunately, you didn't get a Super Bowl ring, but maybe he'll go on to coach or do something like that and he'll win one. But mm -hmm. well done on a great career. Yeah, well done. We covered a lot today. We didn't even get to the crazy, windy Browns head coaching stuff. But I, I didn't we'll even. To... I didn't even want to touch on it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to cover that another day. Plus, eventually, I want us to weigh in on the lack of racial diversity within the coaching pool. But another day, another dollar, another time. We are so excited to bring you another episode next week. Be sure to see um, to check out our podcast on all platforms, Spotify, Apple, um, Google Play. And then we're also partnered now with Unwrapped Sports. And, of course, go follow our Twitter page, Girls TLK Sports and the number two. Um, we're your favorite girls that talk your favorite sports. We will be back like like clockwork next weekend. I mean, next Tuesday. And of course, we'll be talking about the Super Bowl and all the other great things that are going to happen in sports within this next week. Until then, y'all enjoy the week. It's lit. Take me out. Let's go.